It's Nashville Part Due, today on the Music Universe Podcast. Matt, you just cannot stay home, can you? <laughs> you know, I wish. I, I, would ne- I wouldn't have to have an apartment if American did what they used to do and they lost money on it, where you can buy a lifetime ticket and it's like a, subs- mm-hmm. it's a subscription pass, but to the Skyways. And right. you can, you know, depending on very, very limited availability, you could reserve a ticket anywhere, anytime, no fee. It's almost like using air miles, but you have permanent air miles. If we could do that, right. I would, I, I would, I would live from hotel to hotel. I, I got to tell you, I kind of do that anyway. Well, you know, my parents <laughs> actually, well, you're right. I do that. Well, you know, um, uh, he was making fun of me earlier and mocking my you know defensive. what yep my mom's like why don't you move somewhere cheaper if you're always going to be on the go and she has a point but i don't want to deal with the hassle of moving right now um i want to deal with the hassle of moving if i end up owning in dc or moving to the top two cities i now have picked for <laughs> like, yeah which are my top two cities as well <laughs> we're becoming the same person no, ah. no, no, in some ways. No, because I, I think I've adopted your laugh a little bit. <laughs> you know, I've noticed that. So I'm a little so, annoyed. So we have a lot to cover. And I should say, I'm in Nashville right now. I'm yes. in Nashville right now. You are not. Well, <laughs> This is my I, second trip in three weeks. To I, the- I had to call no on this one. Well, no, this was, a, I mean, I love the guys and it was a wonderful night and we'll get to it. Um, but it's a smaller event. You know, it doesn't require right. two of us to be out here. CM, CMT Awards, having gone through that, I wouldn't have wanted to do that alone. I really would not right. have. Um, so I'm glad. You I wouldn't w- have wanted you to. Very cool experience. You wouldn't have wanted to. And yet our listeners do know what an argument it was to get you to agree to come out here last minute. So. Well, but you, you know that I always... Mm, give in and listeners i'm saying this so that if was to make editing easier for buddy um the fan is going i'm in my hotel room thank you quality in at Opryland. they're always very good to me um i'm in my hotel room with the air <laughs> conditioning when you get locked in the bathroom yep, <laughs> up shut your fudge um, <laughs> so okay. if you hear if you hear the fan going i'm on my lapel mic and it picks up a little bit more of the surroundings, so you might hear that. You're also going to hear me drinking my cold water bottle that I got from the vending machine because I walked about a mile both ways to um, to the uh, to the Nashville Palace, a very very yeah. legendary venue where Randy Travis got his start when he came to town as a dishwasher and food cook. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right across from Opryland there. Right, right, right there. across from Opryland. Can walk. Well, you already walked. But, yeah, you could literally walk from Opryland over to the Nashville Palace and vice versa. Right. So, anyway, I want to back up, though, because we did a few things that we were allowed into because of our status as media. That because we were exhausted, hungry, our feet were killing us, when we did our video episode in front of Nissan Stadium, we didn't get to mention them. So, before we get to why I'm here this week... <laughs> Let's go back to the trip where we were together, and we got to see the Opry. On uh, we got to see a Saturday night Opry. It was uh, wonderful. We we got to uh, do that, 
and uh, we saw Sarah Evans. It's the first time I'd seen her. We saw Riders in the Sky. Saw a lot of great uh, acts and uh, even a debut performance from Nate Smith. Nate Smith, yeah. And he later duetted with Tennille Towns uh, mm -hmm. on their song. And uh, because we found out when we interviewed Tennille that they had asked her to extend her set. And I wonder if they asked more people to do three instead of two because Keith Urban had canceled, so he wasn't going to do the typical half-hour closing set. Right. Um, so Sarah Evans came out and did about 18 minutes or so. Um, even a Judd's cover. That's it, a little Even ironic. a Judd's cover, Why Not Me? But she does that live. That is a live song right. uh, that she does. It's not, weirdly enough, it is not on her cover album. Interesting. But I really like her soulfulness on uh, Why Not Me. It's a very interesting take. So the yeah. Opry was fabulous. You know, my, my take to that is, is like being inside country music. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you're inside the music. I don't know how they do that, how they manage to create that atmosphere, but you feel like you're watching, you're in a living room. But that living room is the living room of country music. Right. And, and they all come to that living room and just play and honor the music. And, and I don't think any other genre has a room quite like that dedicated to the history of its own music. So no, Not unless you count like the Apollo Theater. That's more comedy, though, and that's more soul and well, black music and, and very, very niche in terms of just well, audience. Yeah, I've ahead. never been there, but you too have headlined it. I think Metallica. A lot of acts tend to flock to that venue. A lot of them for like Sirius XM specials. So there must be some type of neat connection there. I, I don't know. But that's one that came to mind. So, sure. I mean, you're the New Yorker. So, I don't know. You tell me. And I remember going to the Apollo. The one and only time I ever went was to see Little Big Town two weeks before a month before COVID shut everything down. And it had yeah. snowed like mad, okay? And I'm walking on ice. It takes me about half an hour to walk three blocks from the subway. It was, wow. it was just, I was going slow. And, um, you know, cause I, with my bad leg, I always fear that, you know, once I take a header, if I slip, that's it you know, game over. Right. So right. I kind of figure I only got one shot at this. <laughs> Let's get it right, Cripple. Get some uh, uh, skis. So, um, yes. And then you and I went had a very, very wonderful afternoon, and it brought back a lot of memories for me, uh, the General Jackson, which oh, yeah. I had not done in 20 years. I was eight I years old. I had never done it. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. You're such a tourist. Every time we go somewhere, we went to Vegas for two, for two nights on a on a business trip last year. I even flew out just for just for two nights with my friend, and you came in. It was your first time to Vegas, and because of that, you wanted to do tourist stuff. And myself and my friend were like, "No, we're here to look at properties and things for this idea we have. Uh, let's. Why are you doing this? Why are you? Why are you?" Being oh, a you played into it. You oh, played I played into, into it because I wanted him to calm down. 
So, um, my friend, so, but anyway. And we still looked at things. The, and we did. The, the point I'm making is how could you have lived here for as long as you did, two years, and not done the General Jackson? Was it just too out of the way? Well, as I've said before, when I moved to Nashville, I, I didn't explore too much. It was, I had my spots and I kind of stuck going to them. So, yeah, I, I either was working you know, at a job that I didn't want to work at, or I, I was on Broadway. So speaking people. of Opryland, um, and plus things cost money. Sometimes they don't now. <laughs> cause you said, cause you said, uh, a job I didn't want to work at. And then I just said, speaking of Opryland, um, well, no, know. Opryland is nice, but you had a job and you weren't even working for them. You were a vendor. And right. it was just a, it's grueling to get around that property. We love our Opryland friends, but I can imagine being uh, being a young teenager and <laughs> twenty something well, and and being tortured when you really want to go play music. Oh yeah, because I, I I worked at the hotel. I, I did the photography for the riverboat in the middle there, in the Delta, and. Um, I was just, at the time I started that job, I was starting the rock band. And there were a few times towards the end where I would text my boss the night before, like, hey, this came up. We're looking at, you know, going to L.A. We have a big band meeting that just came up. You know, I'm not going to be able to make it in tomorrow. And she was cool about it, but I know annoyed. And, um, you know, I was there well, a few months. Well, that's the town. That's the town, right? If you're going to be, right. and it's the same in New York. Because if you're going to work as a barista or a waiter or whatever, very, very respectable jobs. You know, at least you're not slouching and living off of mom and dad. If you're right. going to work while you try to make a career for yourself, the person managing has to know that, you know, this town isn't a town of waitresses. Waitresses and waiters, they come and go as, as a commodity, right? Right. What you're doing is you're supporting yourself for your big break and you're not going to get your big break if you can't go on auditions if you can't go on interviews if you right. can't go and play like you with the band and so the good managers in new york city they recognize that right you know dc is more of a career town there isn't so much arts it's all business and lobbying and pr and media it's it's not and new york's a big media place too but i'm saying it's a more place where people go once they have their career established and they make the move to DC to to be a part right. of of that. They're not trying to get a job in DC because they it's it's a it's a more white collar situation than theater or music. Um, so the good managers understand you have to work around people's audition schedules, their concert schedules, what have you. So that absolutely makes sense. Right. Well, I'll tell you, when Walmart didn't, out the door I went. Well, I'll tell you, I couldn't do it. I could not do it because I remember I graduated school, and then I tried. I was going to do something in theater in Branson to build a nest egg, and through a confluence of events not appropriate for this episode, um, <laughs> it, 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 it just didn't work out. So I ended up being there for a week. I, I had the hotel Wi-Fi didn't work where I was staying, so I exhausted my data within a week or within four days of that week. Jeez. It was just a horrible... I love Branson. I'm, I've helped form a historical society in Branson to preserve the shows, 
but uh, I couldn't I couldn't cut it right. So right. I come home. I'm living with my partner and their mother at the time, and and I decide I'm just going to freelance. I'm going to freelance and take odd jobs. And finally, it led to my first TV gig, which if you listen to this show enough, you know is my full-time situation. So mm-hmm. I couldn't do what you did. I couldn't because I was so deathly afraid. And it's so appropriate to be talking about this in Nashville in an industry town where I'm sitting here. I was so deathly afraid that I would come home from my job and the job my mother had picked out for me that I should do. And she was right. If I were to go into sort of, for lack of a better word, a menial job to to make ends meet till the career itself takes off, was going right. to be hotel front desking. You know, concierging at a hotel, that's working the front not, desk. Doesn't seem like that's your thing. Well, it, it's not labor intensive, and I could sit down. <laughs> yeah, but you're too snarky to people. <laughs> I wasn't back then. Now I am. <laughs> You're like me. You've gotten older and just got tired of people's bullshit. So you just well, I've gotten it. older, gotten a good job, gotten money, and now I don't care. You can shove it. But anyway. no hair. Oh, I'm. Oh God. You know what, buddy? <laughs> it wasn't hot when we were here t- three weeks ago. It's hot as a motherfucker right now. Really? And, and I am so grateful. I went and got another buzz cut yesterday. So. Well, Nashville got ha, all ha, weather ha, here. Ha, well, whatever. I love Nashville not having got, hair. Well, I love having it. Nashville got our weather here because it was that hot yeah. the last few days. And the last couple of days now, it's been cooler, but we are we got the warmth coming again so at the, the end of the week. So the, the, bringing this back around to the General Jackson, uh, it's a fantastic place to see talent in Nashville. Uh, a fantastic place to see people who are starting their careers in music in the review show. The food is awesome. It's it's just really well done. Uh, for a commercial kitchen sort of situation, you get really quality food. Uh, the cruise is beautiful. And what's great is you hit downtown before the show starts. The show actually starts. So it goes along the Cumberland River from the Opryland area uh, to downtown. So mm-hmm. And it's about a two-and-a-half-hour excursion in the afternoon three and a half hours or three hours in the evening but you hit downtown before they ever open it up for lunch so you get to be out on the balconies take your pictures at the beautiful uh downtown as you come across the cumberland uh, river and then what's the name of the pedestrian bridge the shelby street bridge so it turns right after it goes under or right before it goes under shelby street it, you, you, we UE it and uh, start headed back towards the dock. And that's when the show starts. And the show is yeah. literally ends as we're pulling in. I mean, it is so impeccably timed. You know, I, I have not, I, I love that show so much. Like they were really good. I can't find anything on those singers. There were a couple. I found one of them's Instagram. I gotta, I gotta look up who the performers were. Again, the detriments of waiting a couple of weeks to, to record. I know that the the one gentleman who was the MC, who didn't really change clothes while everybody else did, um, that's how it's he's sticking out in my mind. He, I could look up mm-hmm. his band on Instagram. Um, so these are all young music, young, new to maybe new to Nashville, 
getting started, making a name for themselves, and brings back memories of 20 years ago when I came to see the late, great Steve Hall and his Shotgun Red Band as a yeah. kid with my parents. And that was one of the main reasons for it. Well, no, the main reason was a conference my mother had. And uh, we ended up doing the... We were there long enough that we could do the General Jackson on a night. It was a night cruise uh, that Steve <clears throat> and the band were playing. So it was, yeah. it was great. And just think about it. You're an entertainer. You're trapped on a boat. If the boat hits rough water, which... Rare for a river, but still, it's a it's a, a legitimate paddle wheel boat, so it's fabulous. It because its pr method of propulsion is if it lose the 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 way it's explained is the paddle wheel is powered by an engine, but there's nothing else guiding the boat. So if they lose the wheel, or just a barge, so right. <laughs> it's it's really really unique. A really unique experience especially if you're a boat enthusiast and you just want to be on an old-time boat like they don't make them like it anymore it was just fabulous so right. thank you our friends at Gaylord for getting us in and, and having us and showing us what you guys have retooled uh, really over the last several years uh, since Steve Hall stopped performing there and moved to the dinner theater uh, and what they what the show has become. Uh, pass away a week after. So what does it mean to you to be here tonight? <laughs> Man, I wouldn't have missed it. You know, it, it meant so much to me that, that they would ask me to be a part of it. Uh, he meant so much to me, um, not just as an artist and somebody that I looked up to, but as a, as a man, as a, you know, my, I, I grew up in a first responders family where a lot of my family was, let's go, a lot of my family was, you know, paramedic firefighters or, or, or police officers. So we hit, we connected on that and, and just on a lot of different other levels, you know, like I said, I think he, he checked up and called on me more about how I was doing more than even my music. And he called me checking on my music, you know, but he was a, uh, he was somebody that, there's a reason why this many people gather together here today. You know what I'm saying? So. Michael Ray, thank you very much. Hey, man, thank you. So he was a big fan. Oh, he was a huge fan uh, of the age to have grown up on his music. And and so the lyrics were to the car, and he closed mm -hmm. the show with a very tearful version of the car. And, and the last interview I wanted to save, not because he's the biggest name or, or whatever else, but because this is the full circle moment is Lee Greenwood, right? We, yeah. we started this talking about how I met Jeff in Huntsville. Jeff performed in Huntsville. I, we interviewed Jeff. That was the tribute to Lee Greenwood. So the one and only question I got to ask Lee, and he gives a beautiful answer, was coming off of that. What does it mean for you to be here? You know, how did that make you feel? And he connected it to being here for Jeff because, and Jeff's family because Jeff was there for him. So, mm. here's our interview with Lee Greenwood. So, sir, I had the opportunity to see you in Huntsville, where you were honored, your big career celebration. What did that mean to you? Uh, and how did you feel after the fact, after that show? Well, thanks for asking that. It was 40 years of hits that we were celebrating, and it's hard to look back and see uh, when I got started in Nashville, Tennessee in 1979. That's 1979. <laughs> and, uh, and look back at, at that many songs. I mean, 
we did two albums a year for the first 10 years and so to have all of the artists who I respected admire come on stage and sing songs that I made famous it was an interesting uh, perspective because each one of the artists did a little bit different job where the Gatlin brothers sang She's Lying and, and uh, uh, Jamie Johnson came out and sang Ring on Her Finger and I'm like oh my gosh I never thought it would sound like that and uh, of course now uh, Jeff Carson you know with he came on stage and sang too, and uh, so that memory is very vivid for me uh, that he was there, and that's why we're here tonight to honor not just him and his family, the police department, of course, that he worked with, but also Leap, which was his very favorite charity. Thank you very much, Mr. So you had a hell of a night. Nashville, baby! <laughs> and you know, I, I had run out to interview Ty. He got there later, so he wasn't a part of the initial stage. Uh, step and repeat media things red carpet for everybody else red well it wasn't a carpet well the red carpet the place where we do the interviewing okay it was he wasn't there media line so lee's on stage while i'm out interviewing while i'm out interviewing ty and i come back in and it's the crescendo to god bless the usa lee's finishing up his set and just something about being in a Nashville honky-tonk country music venue, that song blaring, walking back to your seat, everybody's up. It's like I'm in Nashville, and this is an amazing night. And it was just so fucking fabulous. And, and surreal. Amazing and surreal. And at the end, and I didn't tell you this part because I wanted to wait till we were on the phone to tell you this part. At the end, I pulled a Marcus from the Tennessean. Hi, Marcus. Remember when we were at the Ryman? And yeah. at the very end, the artist that had stayed, including Lee and Lee, after he was done performing, he went back to the bus, changed out of his stage clothes. And by the way, his whiskey, three bottles of his whiskey went for $3,000. Total. Woo! Yep. And two of all Jeff proceeds Car benefiting Leap. All proceeds benefiting Leap. Jeff Carson's guitar two guitars brought in a total of $11,000 an artifact oh, awesome. from from Charlie a piece of artwork from Charlie Daniels estate that a collectible piece that he had commissioned or was gifted to him okay um, that went for 6,000 so in addition to this silent auction that had prices starting at two three four five hundred dollars vacation packages starting in the thousands of dollars on that stage they they raised about $20,000 just on that wow. stage. So there's going to be a big paycheck to leap very, very soon. That's awesome. And, and there was an online auction component that had a bunch of different signed memorabilia and ticket packages and stuff from some that were in attendance, including a couple of Jeff Carson framed lyric sheets uh, you know, Kenny Rogers signed stuff that um, obviously that was signed before he passed. Dolly Parton, Ariba ticket package that I missed out on. I could have got VIP for 470 bucks. And I supported by getting a poster with all the artists signed and yeah. a picture that Jeff had signed before he died. So it yeah. was this town. This town just, you know. Town is fantastic. And I'm looking through our text messages and... Oh, what did I have from you that said three sentences, three lines, I should say. We need to move here. You need to move here. I need to move here. I get caught up. All consecutively. What, what can I say? 
What can I? Well, I didn't want it to sound like we need to move here and buy a house together. You have a family. I mean, well, obviously, we both need to consecutively move here. Right. Um, well, right. We need. Okay, it, it's specifically we need to live here. You need to move. I need to move. <laughs> I've been telling you that, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I don't think Nashville was a contention for you be, until we were there last month. And oh, that you, blew it out of the water for me. The, the, you've the already the started travel looking at apartments. Issue, the travel issue is a big deal for me, and that's more a personal thing. Like, while I'm here this week, I'm probably going to blow $200 on Ubers because of where I all I need to go. And I know living here won't need to be that, but it'll be it'll have to be built into the budget because I don't drive. Right. So... So this place is awesome. Well, uh, they have a bus line. They have the metro. So you, you could easily take that and probably save a ton of money. This place, you're probably right, but I'm told that that doesn't shuttle between Opryland area and the downtown area. Now, that is strange to me because Opryland's such a popular spot. Right. You think it would. So, But, you know, I get that. But uh, how much time would you spend at Opryland? Right. Well, you know, I'd I want... guess it depends where you live and right. you, you're eyeing a few different places. I know. But if you move back there before I do, yeah. at least I'll have a place to stay. Yeah. Well, listen, what can I say? I'm back here. I couldn't be happier with my decision to hop down and yeah. and support a great cause. Uh, again, that's LEAP Law Enforcement Assistance Partnership for the Brentwood and Franklin, Tennessee uh, police department. Before we get off, you're there a couple more days. What are your plans? I'm gonna go pick up a really expensive shirt. Two of them. I have a really expensive photo shoot. <laughs> and then I got. Let me get your mom. Let me get your mom on the phone. Hey. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Between you and Isaac saying, <laughs> "Give me your mom's phone number so that I can send her pictures of your kitchen." I'm just screwed. What's wrong uh, with your kitchen? Oh, not cleaned. I'm presuming. Correct. So it, because I, I, I'm going to put I'm going to put your life in perspective. Yes. for Everybody, real quick. I get a text the other day. Hey, are there uh, are are there any uh, tan shorts there? Meaning no. in Bakersfield, where he lives, and where I've crashed earlier in the year quite a few times. Right. And I said, no, I, I mean, I've looked, I've checked it, you know, I've checked a few spots that I think they could be. I'm like, not unless I, you know, misplaced them myself thinking that they were, you know, just not, not belonging here or, or somebody grew out of them. And, um, then I'm like, uh, you know, you probably need to clean a little bit to find those things. And sure enough, after a little three hours a day with you, here's the thing though. And I'm not proud of this. They were in the second place I looked, the tenth time I looked there. So, um, you know. <laughs> well, you you know how my couch is. It likes to hide stuff. Well, and, mine is too, see, and that's where I thought it was. But well, well, that's the thing is is when you're here, it's like I got another kid. I've got to help locate things. All right, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt <laughs> in Nashville, <laughs> and I'm Buddy where I belong at home. <laughs> Yeah, right. Bullshit. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Uh, keep checking out the musicuniverse.com and uh, more antics with Matt and me on the podcast at tmupod.com and at the Music Uni for those that want to follow, like, and subscribe on social media. And hey, uh, we love the love. You can also check out a video that uh, we posted of Don 
McLean uh, surprising everybody tonight, or that night, I should say, at the Nashville Palace. I almost said Crystal Palace. Almost said Crystal Palace. So um, check that out. I'm disappointed. <laughs> it's at uh, our our socials. It's a real um, trying new things and don't know how well that's going to work out. So thanks for listening and being supportive. We'll see you next time. Uh-huh.